Good morning. <clears throat> I'll call this Rishima uh, part three. So two weeks ago I began explaining and reviewing the sugya called the Rishimo. Actually, uh, one second. Last, sorry. Part two. Rishima part two. Let's not jump ahead of ourselves. So last week I began explaining and reviewing Siddhis. And of course it originates in Kabbalah. So just briefly summing up what I what uh, was discussed last week, and then continue to the next step. And that is as the word implies, as Shima means impression, something that remains, you know, impression. Uh, what were the other words I use? Residue. Another word for Shima is a. Uh, what was the other word I used? I forgot already. Imprint, no. And just the kids, the importance of it is goes always back to the central theme of Agdus Hashem, that as much as possible, the Ebrista wants us to be miyachet. It's a mitzvah sesedaraiz actually, leyachet Hashem is baruch. It's one of the mitzvahs like you see in Dechmes. There's mitzvah of hamones alakus hamuna, and there's a mitzvah leyachet. So as much as possible, humanly possible, with our comprehension and with our emotions, to be able to experience a unity of God, which also means a unity with us. So essentially, the whole say is Tauslus, and beginning even lifting at Simtum, and every level is not there for the Abishta. He doesn't need any of this. He can create it all, call Yochel any way he wishes, without any steps altogether. But for us, according to the Seichel, as the Alter Rebbe says in a certain Maimed, that the way the Seichel, the Ebishter created us, that, which tells us that's the way he wanted the Seichel to be, that too could have been different. Two plus two could have been five. And the uh, day could have been night, or there could have been concepts we not, can't even imagine right now. There could have been 25 dimensions, not just three or four. But the way he created it, which again, we, that we don't know why, because there is no why, it's above seichel, but once they wish to create such a world with such seichel, so that everywhere possible, we try to understand how they wish to did it and how we can connect with it. So in other words, they wish to does not mean removed from us, which in simple Aveda means Hashem needs of a love 24-7, that they wish is with you in every detail of your life. In simple Aces, as we spoke a few weeks ago about Simpsum and Simpsum Kipshute, not Kipshute. So the Shima goes into the same category. It's another level, a critical level, that helps us bridge our reality, which as we know, the yesh, no one needs proof that you feel like a yesh and nifrit b'fneatzme. Every second of our lives, that's how we feel. And from time to time, we may have some hergish and elikus. How we can reconcile that and bridge that type of consciousness and reality with divine consciousness so the Rishimu deals with one critical aspect of this, just as every other part of Ishtalshlus. And we'll go through as many levels as we can throughout this year. So the Rishimu, as I explained, begins as a sugya in just a few words in, in Hagar, in Eitzus Chaim, the quoted from the Alter Rebbe, the Kutateta, that when we say, it's, it says these Loshen, 
That's the language of the Haggadah there, which is most likely written by the Tamid Arizal or Tamide Tamid Arizal. So that there's a concept of Rishim. And this Rishim is developed more in the Kabbalah of Rabbi Sorel Sarug, namely in the Sefer Emekamelech, and some other places that I cited last week. I'm not going to go over it all. I just wanted to go through the Ishtashlis where we are right now in the concept. So what we know now is that this void that we talk about, this black hole called Chol Mokimponi is Lavdafke, meaning completely empty. So besides the fact that the Tzimtzum is not Kipshute Lashitas Chabad, which is the Maskona, the Psak, that even the concealment, even the, the Helam, even, in other words, the fact there's no air doesn't mean literally, it means the air is concealed. And Kemuva, from the Abish's point of view, there's no Helam altogether. But even from the point of view of Oyer, it's only Behelem, as we discussed at length. But there's something else. There's also Rishim. But it's still mysterious. What does it mean? Because if you say the word Rishim means impression, what was the other word? I'm just looking. It's a good word. <laughs> can't come to me right now. I know I use three words. Impression, residue, and trace. Trace. That it's a trace of something. What is it a trace of? What is an impression of? When you say impression, for example, let's say, as I mentioned, you turn on the lights here. It's very bright. You close the lights. You know, your eyes still are used to sometimes, you know, you feel like you could, you sense that one's bright here. Or other examples. Like, you know, there's an example that some Sadiq brings for the Rishima, actually, in Derech Mitzvah or Sheesh Mitzvah You write words on a page, then you erase it. So we know even when you erase it, there's a trace. Whether you can discern it or not, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. So what is it a trace of exactly? Now, Bapashtas is a trace of what happened before the Simpson. There's no other thing to trace at this point. But what does that mean? What was there that's going to be traced? Which I'm going to discuss today much more in detail. Because from the, from the Kisra Rizal, meaning from the Yitzhaz Chaim and the different sources I gave him, Kamelech, Shavar, Yesef, and uh, Mayan, Mayan, uh, Chaim, Mayan, um, Mayan, Chaim, Mayan Chaim, there... It doesn't discuss this in detail. It just says that Kedusha Lezozimim came up, and, it, and therefore there has to be something that remained after the Tzimtzum in this hollow. Now, everyone agrees it's not something that you can work with. That's why you need a Kav. No one says that Hashimu replaces the Kav. In other words, after the, this state of Tzimtzum and Hashimu comes a Kav, which in the Moshul is the teacher was silent, completely concealed the Seichel, and then, and we say a Rishimu remains, which still needs to be explained. What is this Rishimu? And then the teacher begins a stream of consciousness. He begins to teach. Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Be'emes, Akenes, Hashma, Ba'arvin, Tanya, Pede Gimel, Sof, Pede Gimel, Denid. I mean, begins to teach. You need some Gilui. Now, however, the Gilui, because it comes after the Tzimtzum, so to speak, conceptually, it now is a Gilui that is Lefi Erech, Elimus, so to speak. Because it's a kav kotzer, kav chut kotzer v'dak, which means it's thin and narrow. I think of like a laser beam. So it's not all over the air. It's not air and stuff. Malakol hametzias, and there's no room for anything else. There's befedish room, and the kav becomes the creative force. Think of it like uh, the Abishta's, uh utensil, his paintbrush, with which he's going to create, measure, and create all of existence. <laughs> So everyone agrees there's a kav because that's befedish in Kisradis. That's not even a question. The question is, what is the Rishima and its role in contrast to this kav? So because the Mekubalim that I mentioned don't talk about it in detail, um, you see Chsidis actually develops this idea. 
So where we up to, I covered the etzim inya of Shimu, what it is, like he says in the, in the Kutte Teda that I quoted, that he brings from the Imekamelech, that it's Asius. That's what it does say in the, in the, in the Kabbal, in Kabbalah. Asius, which in language of Chassidus, as we'll discuss, is going to be called Sheda Shakelin. So now we have introduction of a thing called letters. Till now, we only know, talked about Eir. We look in Eitz Chaim, it says, Eir ain't sof, There's no mention of letters. There's no mention of anything except Eir. And then there's a Tzimtzum. So now, Rishimu introduces us to the concept of Asis. Specifically, the Asis of the Reish Lamar Aleph Sha'orim, which is not really the gate to go into right now. It's basically the Tzirufim of Aleph, Chof, and Beis Chof, and so on. So when you add it up, it adds up to be uh, 231 times 2 is 462. When it breaks into 2, it's Reish Lamar Aleph Sha'orim. The Alter Rebbe brings it in, in the Shariah Chidva and it breaks it down, exactly. But basically, it's the olive base in a certain structure. It's the Asius of the Chav base, Asius of Lashem Kedish, but in a structure of different Sirufim with which they wish to create. So it's the Asius, just suffice it to say it's Asius, which makes sense because how do you convey Eir without Asius? Now, again, the Abishta doesn't need it, but we, but Nasechel doesn't make sense. I can't, how could I convey my idea here if I wasn't using words and letters? You wouldn't hear anything I said, whether it's Asius or Machshava. Dibur or Maisa, you need Asius. But we need to understand what exactly these Asius, where they rooted before the Tzimtzum, and what happened, what is the Rishimu exactly, and then how, what happens post-Rishimu. So we have to understand all three stages. What was there before, so to speak, when I say before, I mean again conceptually, because that before is right now as well, and what is the Rishimu, and what happens afterwards. But we know it's Asius, that we know. So now, to make more sense of what this Shima is and its role that it plays, after we discussed, yes, okay, fine, that there's something that remains, in other words, Kedusha Le'ezazim, it can't be that Elikus should be even completely concealed, even if it's not Kipshute. There has to be something, so therefore there's something. But what that something is and what role it plays, this, I have not found it in Kabbalah, that, this is explained primarily in Chassidus Chabad. And the first place, uh, in all the Maramikamis you probably have, I posted it. If you want to go, just uh, like last week. I'm just going to refer to certain Maramikamis as I go here. Let me just open this document. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm now discussing the Kutateda, Lahobaninya Mashukosir Be'etsus Chaim. It's in the Hesophis of Chelek of Ayikra. After Bechukesai, it's a very unique Maimer, very Yisedizdik Maimer. Talks about Simpson and Shimu, and the Alter Rebbe gives there two mashalim. So one of the hallmarks of Chizis Chabad of the Alter Rebbe is examples. In Kabbalah, by the way, there are examples, but they're much less, and they're not always fully explained. So the Alter Rebbe gives a mashal for Simpson, and then he gives a mashal for the Rishimu. What I'm going to try to cover today, based on time, is explain these mashalim, and then show how the Mitla Rebbe takes to the next level and says the Mishalim are not completely uh, complete. And he gives new Mishalim, gives four other Mishalim. So we're going to end up having probably six or seven Mishalim under the Shimu, just to show you how many different angles there are to it. Because the, the Mishalim are not a machlekes. It's just each one covering a different facet of a Ruchniz Dikamadrei. So that shouldn't be a wonder. And uh, so let's start with Al-Tareb, what he says. This is Lohavani Mashakosabet Saschaim. I'll also try to cover what he says in the Kutateta also in Bahar. 
We'll get to that shortly. Let's start with this. Bahari also gives this marshal. So the marshal for Tzimtzum, which is one pedic and then another pedic, the marshal for the Shima, I'm just mentioning both because they come, they follow one another. The marshal for Tzimtzum, the Alter Rebbe gives is someone's learning a Masechta and is aware of it, is conscious, whatever Masechta is. I think he may give an example there. You're learning a Masechta and you're, you're completely aware of what you're learning. Then you move on to another Masechta. So what happened to your knowledge of this Masechta? So al Rebbe says that is what happens with the Tzimtzum. It doesn't disappear. You still have the idea, but it's not in any conscious way. So like he says, Be'idna de Iskaba, when the time you're Isaac in it is Begoli. And Be'idna de Le'yisikba, the Le'yisikba, when you're not busy with it, it recedes into the background. What we would call uh, the subconscious or the unconscious or uh, definitely not Begoli. So you may have a lot of, you may even know uh, for all I know. But right now, you're not thinking about it. So where is it? It's in your mind, but it's not Begoli. That's the example he gives, Bikitsur. He elaborates more than I just said, but that's the Futsimtsum. What about Shimu? So in the next page, he gives another example. He gives the example that you learned the Masechta, but not you moved on to another Masechta. You're now reviewing it with a Kitsur, a summary of what you learned. Not the full-length, in-depth study, but a summary, and I think he even brings the piskidinim. You're bringing out the halachas that came from the learning. In other words, you learn Masechta Shabbos. So Masechta Shabbos has all kinds of shakavitariya. But let's say you're summing up a sugya, and now here are the halachas we take out from this sugya. What's a malacha, what's not a malacha, whatever it may be. So he says this kitzer is a kitzer of the whole thing, but the whole thing is not there, begali. And that's his example for Rashim, which is uh, when you read it the first time, it's interesting because that doesn't sound like a Rishimu. That sounds like pretty much a summary. That means that after the Tzimtzum, the Rishimu remained, that, that if you were there right after the Tzimtzum, you'd see a kitzur of everything Glifniat Tzimtzum. It sounds like something that it doesn't seem like the Pshat in Itzchayim. Itzchayim, it says, there's there needs to be a complete Tzimtzum, and only after that is a Kav. So what are we saying? That it's not a complete Tzimtzum, there's a kitzur. That's what the Alter Rebbe says. So the Mitla Rebbe and the Shari Yechud, Perek Yud Beis and Yud Gimel, discusses this, and it's elaborated by the Rebbe Rashab in the Sukkot Maimorim of Eter, in the Maimor Chesidim Anshe Maisa Tafreshayin, and the following Maimor Bi'ei Mashmini Atzeres, where he elaborates on the Mitla Rebbe's Shari Yechud, and the, there the discussion is, Kitzur would imply some gili. The Shimu, no one ever said it was a gili. He just said there's something that remains. Like I said before, an echo, a uh, a trace, but it's not something like I mentioned. It's Moshe and Tzemach Tzedek. You erased. It's erased. Erased is not a kitzur. Now they're not asking a question on the Alter Rebbe. They're just trying to understand what the Alter Rebbe's Moshe is. So the maskana is just briefly. You can look up at the Maramikamis. Is that the Alter Rebbe is talking about one aspect of the Rishim, and the truth is the Rishim has other aspects which are far more concealed. Kitzur means. Not that if you were there, let's say for argument's sake, the Ebrist allowed you, it's not possible because that state, no, nothing can exist. But hypothetically, if you were able to take a uh, tour and you were right there post-symptom and here's that Shima, what would you see? You wouldn't see anything. The Shima does not mean you see it. The Shima just means there's something there. doesn't mean you see it. So the Alter Rebbe is saying that what's there is like a Kitzur. Not that it's like someone actually learning and saying, okay, I don't know the whole Masechta, but at least I know the Halachas. 
No, not, that's just a moshal. The moshal is just as a, a kitzur or piske alochis are compared to the etzem hasugia of the gemara, so too the reshim are compared to the edin sof So think of it more like a relative relationship. In the Kutatayda Bahar, he uses another example, which I think is also in the Lahovni Yamasha Kosovet Sischaim. I have to I recall they're both maybe in both places, but maybe not. He uses, for some reason, he uses the example of Bali Tesvis. That the Bali Tesvis, when they said something in Tesvis, they said it in words. So as much as they say, the words don't capture everything that they're thinking. So that's his example there, which is a similar example. But I'm uh, just mentioning it for the record. So in other words, the ACs that remain, like when you look at it, so you can learn tasteless, and you understand a little of the Kavonus are tasteless, but not everything that's there. Now, why the Alter Rebbe uses tasteless? I looked up if anybody comments on that. Why not Rashi? Why not uh, any other commentary? For that matter, Ter as it explains Ter Shabal But it's what he uses, Bali tasteless. There may be a reason because tasteless maybe has a particular way of interpreting the Gemara. Not sure. But regardless, that's another muscle that he uses. What you see from this that the Altareb is emphasizing not the helm of Rashimu, but somewhat the I don't say gilui, but something something of substance. So what are the four mashalim that the Mitla Rebbe introduces? So first one, of course, is Kitzur, because that's the Altareb's Moshe. The four Mishalim, I think I may have posted that as well, but if not, I'll just say the four is Kitzur, a map, Simonim, and a Remes. Okay, and then there's going to be another marshal which we'll talk about afterwards. So let's talk about these four mashalim. And just before I go into them, the Rebbe Rasha makes it very clear that these four mashalim are simply four different facets. In other words, angles, different aspects of the Rishimu. And each one, as we go in order, is more and more concealing. So Kitzer would be the closest. The Kitzer is closest to that which was before the Kitzer. Then comes the second marshal, is a map. When you make a map, let's say, of a country... Uh, Mitla Rebbe and the Rebbe Rashab say, so let's say you map a map of the United States, a map of Israel. So the map, if you know maps, I know some people, you show them a map, they have no clue what it is. I once showed the Talmudim a map of Israel. Someone said it was India, someone said it was Alaska. You know, but, but some people know maps, some people don't. But officially a map is, who drew these maps? These maps were drawn by, uh, what do they call them, uh, choreographers? No, there's a name for it. What? Cartographer. Cartographer. We have a scholar in residence. Okay. Cartographer. So there was a time where they, where they mapped out uh, based not on uh, visual like satellite images. When the navigators, for example, came to the United States 400 years ago, 500 years ago. So as they traveled the coast, they would map out what they saw. So it wasn't perfect but it was as close as possible to the boundaries, let's say the East Coast, when they traveled through the East Coast. And through that, they were able to get a sense of, we have old maps that you can see written by, um, by cartographers. Officially, one of when Columbus came to America, there was a Jewish, uh, who is it? Rabbi Zakat, Moshe, not Moshe. One of the, one of the, one of the Spanish uh, scholars, huh? Ram Zakatel, yeah was a choreographer and he actually painted, he actually helped the navigation, the plan, because when they would travel, they needed to follow something. And this is a Maimra Muzga. Bottom line is a map is essentially a snapshot, if you wish, of an area. But you're not going to compare a map to the thing itself. 
The map, you can look at the United States, you can look at the entire globe in one snapshot. It's going to take you all, it's going to take you 24 hours at least to travel around, even with a plane. So in other words, what's the relationship between the map of something and the thing it's mapping out? Which really you could apply even to a map that's not a, 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 a what's it called, a, a land map. You know, you could also map out a, 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 the wireframe of a website or the map of a blueprint for a building. So all of these go into the category of a map. So what's the relationship between the map and the thing it's mapping out? Is there's definitely, it's not a map of something else, but it's also a very far cry from the original. If someone said to you, based on a map, that's that, that you understand Israel because you see it on the map, what do you know about Israel? Until you're there, you don't know. You know, just as a Maimra Musgil, when the Rebbe in Tov Shimem, it was Shabbos Bereshis, they were sold the mitzvahs on Shabbos Bereshis. So when the Rebbe would, uh, when the Gabbai would get up, would wear Streimel, that was the minik, and he would tell a story or, or say a Dvarteda, and then he would sell the mitzvahs. It was a bidding war. The Rebbe was always very immersed in a chumash usually. And it was like almost, uh, seemed oblivious of what was going on. So the, that year, Rabbi Pinson, Shia Pinson, was the Gabbai. So Migdalays from Shua uh, Munshan, all of Asholom, came out then. And there was a story that he chazed. He said that when they first made the maps of the United States, they came to Russia. And they showed a map of the United States to the Alter Rebbe. <coughs> And the Alter Rebbe pointed and said, there's a mistake on the map. So they asked, so they afterwards, I mean, the Alter Rebbe was never in America. How does he know there's a mistake? So they said, since the Alter Rebbe knows what it says in Teda, and the Abish created the world based on a Raisa Teda. So from Teda, he saw that there's a mistake in the map. Now, from the very uncharacteristic, from the very rare times that the Rebbe would come, and the Rebbe was looking in the Chumash, I remember, and he didn't pick up his head even. And most people didn't even know that Rebbe said something because he wasn't like speaking to the Elam. He just like said it say, from, from looking in the Chumash, I think it was. And the Rebbe said, When der Iker is, is Now I was a chazer and a maniach. I had to write it. So I, re- I heard it. And afterwards, I remember by Chazor, I said it. Some people heard it. Some people didn't. They said, what are you talking? I said, well, I didn't make it up. I heard it. That's what the Rebbe said. Others also heard it. it wasn't, I wasn't the only one. So the Rebbe said, the Ikiri is Abishas Mekumna Merikas Omnishmachin Kintos. So we I bring down that for hours and hours, what that means. It's not really relevant to our discussion, or maybe it is, because it's referring to a map. So the Rebbe was saying that the Ikiri, the Alta Rebbe sees that America as it's aligned, the Ruchnius, and the The Rebbe saying, the Ikiri, when you come to America, we should make sure that America is aligned with Taylor. Shouldn't make a mistake. So, in other words, the Alter Rebbe was able to see Mamay Lamata. By us, Mamata Lamata, that's how we understood it. Maybe you could say different Pshetlach in it. Upon him, getting back to our discussion, so the first marshal is a map. So you can't say a, a map is less than a Kitzer, because a Kitzer, at least you have Asis, you have Teichen. You know, the Kitzer is in Shulchan Aruch, or in any Kitzer, a summary, let's say a Kitzer of a Maimon. It's not like, it, whereas a map, you can't say it's a summary of what's going on in that particular country or whatever it is that you're mapping out, but it's definitely a snapshot. It's definitely what we call like a microcosm. So this muscle, as explained by the Rabbi Meklareb, especially the Rabbi Rashab, moves the Rishimu from being less kitzer, but more like a map. Now, again, this doesn't mean that you could see the map when you look at the Rishimu. Without the Kav, you can't see anything. 
but at least potentially the Rishima that remained after the Tzimtzum has in it the elements of a map. We'll soon explain what that means more detail. Let me go through the Mashalim first. The next Mashal is Simonim. Like you see in the Gemara sometimes, a Simon. Different Simonim to remember something. So you have a Simon. Now Simon is completely, if you don't know what that Simon means, you can never figure it out. It can be, you know, it's, it's a sign that you give. Sometimes people give signs to each other and only they know. It's meant to be secret. So Simonim is even less gilui than a map. And the finally, I think the final one I said was Remez, right? Remez. So Simon, I think if I recall correctly in that, that he says, so Simonim is still something that you see. It reminds you know, that Rambam talks a lot of many times. He brings numbers that there are 11 this or 35 that just to remember. But it's not something you really, if you don't know the sugya, there's just a simon to remember. It's like you make a sign for yourself to remember something. And finally, Aremez is the weakest one, so to speak. Because Aremez is like a teacher, let's say, uh, that you know that you don't, that the smart person will understand when you allude to something. So it's not even a simon, it's even more behelim. It's like Aremez. These are the four Mishalim that we have. And as, as the Rebbe Rashab explains clearly, why they're former shalom? Because each one has a mila that the other one doesn't have. But above all, which is most important for our discussion, is that after the tzimtzum, something remains, and the only shaila is how much gili there is in it, or potential gili. So, so um, if you think of it this way, let's say this room was completely dark, and you could have uh, a kitzur in the room, you could have a map, you could have a simon, you could have a remes. Now, you don't see any of them. But it's there. And when the light will shine, you'll be able to derive from the object, whether it's the, whether it's the kids or the map or the other two, you'll be able to get a picture of what was there, what that map is, is, is reflecting. So in other words, the Mashalim are all really meant to be different levels of Ahdus, if you wish. What does that mean? Different levels of Ahdus. Like if a real Ahdus would be, for example, when Chassidus says, or Kabbalah says that uh, when a couple come together, it's a reflection of So obviously the is not like a, a one, but it's very similar and it's a physical manifestation of something. When we say, let's say, water is the physical manifestation of chesed. So of course, chesed is uh, ethereal. Chesed you can't touch, you can't see, and water you can but there's, there are many similarities, and water is basically ruchni is dikachesed, a package in a physical body, if you wish. But when you say something is a kitzer or a, or a map or a simon or a remez, it's not quite like that. There is a leap. Even if you see the map, it's still not the original. But what you have here, in the context of what we spoke about before, Ahdus Hashem, it's just a question of how deep the Ahdus is. The map would be closer to the original, the, 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 I'm sorry, the kitsa would be closer, the map would be a little more distant, the simon and the rem is even more distant, and each one is relevant to different levels in the Rishimu. So suddenly you see this Rishimu that began, there's a few lines in Eitzes uh, Chaim, in Hagah, is suddenly now developed into former Shalim, in addition to the marshal that I said from the Tzemach Tzedek, which is definitely even a more distant marshal, to write words on a page and then erase them, is even less than a remez, because you probably you can't even see them. So this already is already a shock of Italia that uh, some have discussed. I'll just say the following. 
It's not dafka that Samach Tzadik is adding a fifth moshe. Samach Tzadik was aware of these mashal. Uh, so he's not adding a fifth moshe. What he's trying to say, there's another side to the Rishimu. And this is where I want to now dissect. There's a side to the Rishimu of what, what remains. But the question is, of what form does it remain? So Samach Tzadik is talking about the form it remains. It's like an erased, uh, a, a, whatever it is, whether it's a map or the other or a kitzer, it's erased from the point of view of the Meqabal. So you can't really, there's nothing there that you could hold on to. The former Shalom are not talking about how erased it is, how the helm it is. They're talking what's there once it will be revealed. In other words, just to give an example, which is going to be relevant in, the, in this whole context. If you, for example, you know, you ever see that uh, invisible ink, right? So you like write letters and then it disappears. But if you pour liquid on it, suddenly the letters appear. Exactly as you wrote them. Now, what is going on here? What's going on is that the letters are there, just you can't, you can't see them. You need something to reveal them. So the same idea is when you talk about the Kav and the Rishimu. The Rishimu is the, as we'll talk more at length, are the letters. But the letters don't have Ur in them, or at least not Ur So they're just letters. Since they were like drained of the Ur that was in them through the Tzimtzum, so essentially the tzimtzum is, there were letters before the tzimtzum, the light shined through those letters, the ishis. Then the air disappears, so to speak, or like drained. So you have the letters there, and they're just quiet and dormant. But as soon as the kav comes shining, it reveals the letters that were there already. So on one hand, you can't say nothing is there. On the other hand, you can't say anything, but Goli is there. So the tzemach tzedek's marshal is more talking about that the letters were erased, meaning not that they disappeared, that they right now, from the point of view of the viewer, they're like they were erased. Remember, Lamaili can't say erased. Ebsha didn't erase his letters, but he concealed them. And the former Shalim are talking about once you do shine the light, what are you going to get? You're going to get a are you going to get a kitsud, a map, a seminar remis? And the answer is all four, all depending either what level in Ishtaslis or maybe what level in Aveda we do. So in using the nimshal for all of this, as I mentioned, that the kav we're going to talk about is the sheresh ha'eris, which comes from Eilifinat Simpson. The rishimu is the sheresh ha'kelim, or otherwise known oisius, that are rooted in the sheresh ha'kelim lifinat Simpson. I said sheresh, they're no kelim, but they're sheresh ha'kelim, which in other oisius and chesidus is kayach ha'gvul. So the air comes from the air ha'gvul, or according to another opinion, air ha'bligvul. The Shirishimu is essentially the from the Kayach Hagvul, Kayach Hagvul, not Eir Hagvul, because it's not Eir. The Kayach Hagvul, the Fneat Simpson, is completely concealed because it's completely submerged. It's like letters that are submerged in a big sea and ocean of Eir. You don't even see them for a different reason, not because there's no Eir, because it's too much Eir. You remove the Eir, so to speak, or the Eir concealed, what's left? Aces, but Aces are empty. What are aces without air? They're like the invisible ink. They're there, but there's no, you can't do anything with them. The kav will then come and bring them alive. So now you have a kav working with those aces, and that will become what we call eiris and kalim. The kav provides the air. The rishimu is the kalim. But it's interesting here is that the air did not remain after the symptom. I mean, I should say not kipshute. It's concealed. The Rishimu says did remain. That's why it's called the Rishimu. 
And the former Sholem just are really to talk about the level of how much it reflects what's going on in Simpson. But it's still not fully explained because what does that mean? We still didn't answer the question, what is it a Shima of? I mean, I did answer that it's a Shima of the letters. But the question then, this asks, so why is it called a Shima? If it's exactly those letters, that just the letters there, why do you call it a trace? It should be called letters and that are concealed. So there's, I mean, I'm jumping a little back and forth, but let me just answer that question. So interestingly, as we're going to learn, the next stage of this is the Rebbe Rashab, where he takes it completely to another level, explaining the Rishimu much more in depth. And it's interesting, if you look in the Rebbe Rashab, I don't know if I'll cover it today because I want to cover something before I get there, but I just want to say it here, is the Rebbe Rashab is going to explain, in his early Maimorim, he says, Yesh Lamer, and then as the Maimorim go through the years, it becomes a fact that there's two things in the Rishimu that are that we did not know before the Rebbe Rashab. Once you see it in the Rebbe Rashab, you start to understand the Alter Rebbe and the Mitla Rebbe and the Tzadik and the Rebbe Marash. But as I said, I think I want to go to something. I want to go back a moment before we get to that. But I just wanted to state that. The Rebbe Rashab is going to say that the Rishimu has two elements to it. One is the actual Asius, which is like an Akudis, called Nekudis HaRashimu because you don't have Spastus is like a Nekudah, is the letters in a concentrated form. And then there's the Oyer that's within those letters. Now, the Oyer is obviously not revealed. But to say that the letters are completely devoid of Oyer, you can't say either. Because those Oyer, like for example, if you took um, the word Brocha. Brocha means blessing. And even if you drain Brocha from the Oyer, but you can't say now the letter Bez Reis Chofei. Don't have anything from the meaning of bracha. Just conceal. It's like a map, or like a like a or kitzur a map, a remez, a, a similar remez. But to say it doesn't have anything from the air, you can't say at all because from the Asian's point of view, there's still the memory that it was letters of that word. And when the kav will reveal it, you're not. It's Gilead Helam. It's not Yeshmai. So therefore, he says that the the Rishima has two aspects. I don't want to go now into detail because it requires its own longer explanation. I want to backtrack now. After we covered the four Mishalim, I want to still cover a few things from the Alter Rebbe about the Rishimu. Then, after we do that, um, uh, the, the, the Alter Rebbe, and the, we're going to call the Tzemach Tzedek, and the Rebbe Marash, in the Chidush that the Rebbe Marash introduces now, so you see every Rebbe introduces something, that that that's another Chidush that has not been discussed yet that the Tzimtzum did not in any way impact the letters of the Rishima, which was the subject of a major uh, vikuach and debate between the Baal Moganovis, the Rebbe Marash's nephew, who was, um, who was the Kapusta Rebbe, who took over after the Rebbe Marash's older brother, Maril, passed away, which was within the year of the Tzamech Tzedek. So he became the Rebbe of Kapust. And uh, he was Mechabed Moganovis. His name is Abzal... Uh, Zalman, Zalmanan, I remember the name, but essentially a nephew of the Rebbe, Mar, uh, Rebbe, Rasha, of the Rebbe Marash, a cousin of the Rebbe Rashab. And there were plenty of, uh, what's called, let's put it this way, um, um, debates among them. And there was, uh, I, mean, I don't like, like use the word machlekes, but there was, uh, it was a lot of tension. So when the Rebbe Marash, which we're going to learn now, right now, said, wrote something about the Rishimu, the Kopister came out very strongly against it. So we have a, uh, a, a written debate between him and a chosser of the Reb Marash, Rav Tumarkin, 
talking to Markin about he's defending the Reb Marash and the Kopaster is is challenging that. So it's printed already. I, I wrote it in the Mar Mekemis that I gave, where you can find it in Melech uh, B'Mesibah. There's a few places this uh, debate is is uh, documented. So I want to go back. We'll, we will go back to the Mishalim and we will go back to what the real role of the Rishima was. But I think there's a few other things that need to be discussed about it to really lay the ground. And then the Rebbe Rashab, as I said, really lays, explains it in full detail in his style. So... So I covered the Kutetere, Kutetere Bahar. I want to now go to another Maramokim, Tere Eir. This is also from the Alter Rebbe. Look at Maimer in Tere Eir, Noyach. The Maimer begins by Yemer Hashem, Hena Am Echad. It's the end of the Pashanayah, the, the story of the Deir Aflaga, the Deir of uh, the, the Tower of Babel, as they call it. So, there's a, so the Alter Rebbe discusses there and says the following. I'm going to read inside. Um, what I'm looking at right now, actually, is Eir Teda. Just to give you a little background. So Teda Eir is the Alter Rebbe's Maimorim. The Alter Rebbe did not write his own Maimorim. They were all written by Chesrim and Manichim. Alter Rebbe wrote Tanya and some other pieces here and there. Sometimes you'll find in Teda Eir, the Lush Ksav Yad, Admur Nishmuseis and Ba'atzmei, in a few very few places. We know it's from the Alter Rebbe directly written. Everything else on my modem that was delivered on Shabbos or Yom Tev or Simchas or Chanukah Sabayis and, uh, and the Manichim, just for the record, the Manichim, I think I mentioned this a number of times. There were a total of five Manichim, generally, there were more, but mainly five ones that were the primary ones. There was the Maril, the, bro the brother of the Alter Rebbe, which is actually the primary my modem in Tere Elikut Tere are his Anochis. Samach Tzedek chose his because he was closest to the actual language of the Alter Rebbe. The Mitle Rebbe wrote, the Mitle Rebbe always elaborated a bit. And the Rab Moshe, the Alter Rebbe's other son, Rab Moshe wrote. And there was Apinchas Rezes. You know, you have a sefer called Hanochas Harap. So as far as Maimori Admur Azokin, or all the Maimorim that come out sometimes from time to time, and Numaimer are usually another Maniach. Sometimes they'll say, the Hanocha we have is already in this place. And now we found Hanocha from Rab Moshe or from, uh, or from the Mitla Rebbe or from Rab Pinchas Rezes. Um, not, not, and then finally the Tzamech Tzedek, when he was of age, he also wrote Hanochas. So actually you can find some Maimon that have five Hanochas of the same Maimon. And they're very different. They're not different in Teichen, but style. Uh, Moshe would organize it differently. I mean, you can study it and see that. So what they're looking at is a mimer from Tere Eir. And then the Tzemach Tzedek has Hagos on Tere Eir. Tzemach Tzedek writes things. It's usually in a parenthesis. You can't always tell what the Tzemach Tzedek is in Tere Eir and Lekut Tere because it's not distinguished. But then in Eir Tere of the Tzemach Tzedek, there's also another section which is called, that may have, you may have heard of, Lekut Tere Legimel Pashis. It was a safer printed many years ago. They never reprinted it because there was a whole confusion about it. But it was all printed in Eira Teir. And there, you also have the Rebbe Marash's Hagos. So what I'm reading now is a piece from Teir Eir, the Tzemech Tzedek on it, and the Rebbe Marash on the Tzemech Tzedek. So the Tzemech Tzedek is going to ask a question on the Teir Eir, and the Rebbe Marash is going to answer it, which, again, is very not common. Usually, Rabbein, if there was a question from a father, usually the son, like the Rebbe Marash, would not answer it. But here he directly answers it. And this is what bro uh, broke into a machlekes with the Kopister. So, if you want to know the page, again, it's on the Marmachemus, it's the Mimer. 
the pages, the bottom of page Toftof Reish Samaches Samar Aleph and Eratera Breshis, Volume Six. So I'm just reading. This is a language from straight from Tera Eir. Alter Rebbe says like this. So he's talking about different levels in the Sphiris. Actually, Tzechen Zesh Shapsei in Kutetei says, so there's a difference between the reflection of the Kav and the Rishimu. I believe this is the first time that these two are associated, and al refers to them, and he says the following. This trace or impression or whatever you want to translate it, that remained after the concealment and the empty space, as we discussed. The reflection of the kav, like we said, like a paintbrush, radiates in each world commensurate to that world. It's like the eris and kalim, like you have the air that goes eraria in your eye, erashmiya in your ear. So the air itself. In each world, you don't have the same amount of so-called, let's say, uh, soul energy in your brain as you have in the toe of your, uh, in your toenail. They all are alive. You're one live human being. But the gilia it is much more in seichel, for example, than in, uh, in, in, in other faculties. So he says, says the so now the Rebbe, Rebbe is introducing a new uh, definition. What does that mean? Till now we're talking about Rishimu is a trace, an impression, a kitzer, a map, a, 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 a simon or a remez. But what does this mean? Which means kav is lower than the Rishimu, this would imply. Because the kav is the fiat of and the Rishimu Kalelus Lachala Elims. So this is not clear. Says the Tzemach Tzedek, Bitzarachian. This needs Iyun, which is usually means a question. The Mavur Bekama Mekemus, this is the Tzemach Tzedek's Lashon now. The Akav Goveya Harabamah Rishimu. That the Kav is far higher and greater than the Rishimu. According to this, the Kav is like Mamalakalam, so to speak, each Lafi Kol Elam. And the Rishimu, Kalelus Kola Elimus. However, you explain what means a Kalelus Kola Elimus. He says, Sarachim, because it appears in many places that the Kav is far greater than the Rishimu. And he says, Va'ayim ba'geres ha'kedish, ma'imad iyu v'chayui, which is ageres ha'kedish simen chof, famous ageres ha'kedish, which is, Al-Tarebbe wrote not long before his Istalkus, it says, Ha'orah sa'kav, ha'orah da ha'orah, ha'orah da ha'orah da ha'orah. He's quoting that the, the kav is a very, very high level. Then there's reflection of the kav. There's a reflection of the reflection. There's a reflection of the reflection of the reflection. Just to demonstrate how powerful this kav is. That's the Tzemach Tzedek's Hagah Tzadikhiyan. Okay. So till there, we have the Alter Rebbe statement. It's Tzemach Tzedek's question. And that's where it remains. We don't know anything more. Comes the Rebbe Marash, son of the Tzemach Tzedek, the next Rebbe. This is one of the places... The rare places where you mamish see the ishtalshlus of a sugi and chsidis from Rebbe to Rebbe, because clearly Alta Rebbe says one thing that Samach Tzadik asks, and the Rebbe Marash answers. For Ula Yeshlema says the Rebbe Marash. I'm reading mamish Loshen here. Maybe you can say, Shebi'in Hagilui, 
When you talk about revelation, the power of Gilui, Hakav Gavoya Yeser. The Kav is higher because the Kav is light. The Shima is not light. So the Shima is not revealed. The Rishima is an Indian, but it's not the Gilui. Because through the reflection of the Kav, the Eir, Gili Eir and Sof, comes into Atsilus and higher than Atsilus. The Gam, in addition, additional point that the root of the Bekiyas Akav, the fact that the Kav could pierce the Tzimtzum, also tells you about its power. Because here, imagine. The Ebishta makes a tzimtzum, conceals all the Eden Sov. So if it's all concealed, how does the Kav have power to go into a place that the Ebishta concealed? So you have to say the Kav has a certain surge of energy that allows it to pierce this, this heavy veil called the tzimtzum. So he says another thing about the Kav, because the root of Bekiyas Akav, meaning the Kav piercing the tzimtzum. You have to say it comes from Eden Sov that's higher than the tzimtzum, because the Eden Sov that the tzimtzum concealed, the power of tzimtzum is more powerful than the Eden Sov. That's why Varayit concealed it. The fact that the Kav compares that means it has a power. It's like you build a dam and the water is rushing, so that's it. The dam is more powerful than the water. But suddenly you see that the water breaks through the dam, so you have to say the water either reached a level of, of pressure or some other surge came that was so powerful it broke right through the dam. That's just al derech moshe. So the so the bekiyas hakav for be'enusah shalmal matzimtsum shu be'keya liyas nimsha bechinus simtsum hakav chulu. So two things he says that the kav in giluyim is higher than the rishimu. He's going to talk about the rishimu in a moment. And the second thing is the fact that it can pierce through also demonstrates its power. Omnom. All this is Lashon Ha Rebbe Marash. So he says, Omnam. However, Harashimu, he built the Tzimtzum Klaw. Harashimu doesn't have a Tzimtzum altogether. The Kav in Gilui is, of course, a Gilui, but it's subject to Tzimtzum. The Kav is still a, a narrow air compared to Lifniat Tzimtzum. Yes, it has a power that comes from even higher, but it's still subject to Tzimtzum, or else it wouldn't be a Kav. And here the Rishim built it simsum klal. Shahari Mashin is Samsum. Achle Nisha Rakrishimini Ir Shinogabayat Simsum. That which was concealed to the point that what only thing that remained was a Rishimu is a Ir Shinogabayat Simsum. Obviously, that's why it's concealed. If there's no, if there's a whole Lamokan Pony, you have to say an Ir was affected by the Simsum, or else what's the point? The Simsum had to affect the Ir. The fact that the Ir is. Not kipshute, symptoms is not kipshute, it's concealed, but it is concealed. That's why there's mokim na le'ilims. That is the oir. Mashanisha bechin shushima, and then he goes on. Oh, mashin, I'm sorry. So he says, I guess, actually, nisha lakashimi, and your air, nogabat symptom, nistalik, let's dodim, kamashikosim mokimacha. That air receded to the side. O mashanisha bechin shushima had his air, shale nogabay had symptom claw. So you're now saying that what remains that is Shimu, that Simpson not at all had any Nagiya at all. After, I'm gonna, I'll explain this more probably next year because there's a thing called Simpson, there's Nogabat Simpson, and then there's no Nagiya at all. He says, Lay Nogabat Simpson Klal. had Gamba Because if the Simpson reached also in the Eirad Shimu, he calls it Eirad Shimu, not because it's Gili, he means the, the expression of a Shimu. 
היה גם כן מסתלק. אם היה מגיע צמצום גם בעיר, אנשים היו גם כן מסתלק, כמו עיר שהיממה להתחיל למוק המחול. כי אם זה צמצום אפקט הראש לרשימו, אז למה אתה אומר שזה רשימו? Everything was concealed. So you have to say that Hashimah was not affected by the Tzimtzum, and that's why it remained. <clears throat> now, of course, as we'll discuss, the Kappist had argued, who says? He says, not all of it remained. Something remained. But you can't say that Tzimtzum didn't affect it at all. That's his argument, which makes sense. But with that, we, you know, we have to be patient and discuss. But I just want to continue. The truth is like this. There's a, 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 another good few lines. So he says like this. So, So, I'm not sure how to read this. And being that something did remain, what we call Rishimu, repeats it again. So based on this, the Eir Hashim is without any Tzimtzum. I'm sorry, And even though the piercing of the Kav, like we said earlier, comes from Eir Hashim Makif, Shesham Le Noga Tzimtzum also, but the Kav can pierce, Mekol Mokim, Harinim Shubchines Kav, Shezeo Tzimtzum. But there you can't say there was no impact. You could just say the kav has an element that can pierce. But what pierced is not the whole air. It's only a kav. So there is a, so it's affected by the tzimtzum. And now the Rebbe Rosh says, that's why the Alter Rebbe is saying, the God of this prat, the Rishim is a klolius thing that encompasses all the worlds. However, it's in the state of Helen. And the mile of the Kav is Gilui, but the mile of the Rishima, since it's not touched by the Tzimtzum, that encompasses the whole picture, untouched by the Tzimtzum, but it's in the state of concealment. Now, of course, we need to explain what this means, and I will. Then the Alter Rebbe, the Tzimtzum has another Eidia Shlemer, which I'm going to leave again for next week. And let's, uh, let's stop here.